Welcome to episode number 21 of Anarchy in Space. 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 We are here to talk about episode number 11 of season two of The Expanse. And whoa, what an episode this one was. Yeah, a lot of stuff going on. I think we we're talking about how last episode was just a whole lot of setup. And man, man, was the, uh, the setup all worth it because holy shit stuff goes down in this episode. Yeah, like in volleyball terms, you know, the, there was a setup and then this show is the spike. Oh, yeah. Like you're just it's like a spike where all of a sudden they're not like they hit the one ball, but then it turns into four balls and like shoots all over the court. You must be watching a very different uh, volleyball game than I am. I'm watching the old Nintendo volleyball game that I used to play back in the day. Oh, you're thinking of uh, dodgeball, super dodgeball. No, no, no. So it was definitely a volleyball game. I don't remember. I think it was like super beach beach volleyball or some shit like that. Oh, OK. You used to play it like this is in the same era that we would have played. Uh, what the hell was it? The uh World Cup soccer or whatever. Yeah. It was also a fun game. Game Room seemed to always win. Yeah, Nintendo had luck on all those sports games there for a long time. It did. All of my favorite ones were not on Nintendo, though, because my favorites are all of the Mutant League games. Oh, yeah, yeah. (laughs) God, I wish they would just make real Mutant League games. There is a a Blood Bowl on a PC. That's a a Games Workshop thing. No, I'm talking in real life. We allow them to use all of the steroids that they want. Yeah. And then we put shit to actually blow up human beings on the fucking field. Yeah, there was another show where they tried to develop... uh genetically mutated people to work, and it was called ExoSquad. Interesting. I've never heard of this. You never heard of this? It was actually had a tie-in to Robotech. What the fuck's Robotech? Oh, my God. This is all 80s cartoons. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. 80s. <laughs> yeah. Just a little bit before my era. Yeah, I'll have to remind the audience that I am 41 and ancient, so. I am 36 and inches stuff, maybe a little above my age at times, but didn't quite go that deep. <laughs> so anyways, uh, where do you want to start with this one? Because holy shit, there's just so much that happens. Yeah, there is so much. I guess we can uh, do the uh, the Bobby Draper stuff where she confronts the uh, the dude. So she gets a stern talking to from her handler, yeah. you know, the guy who's a, a friend of the family, so to speak, yeah. who proceeds to tell her your father is going to be very disappointed in you. Yeah. So Bobby Bobby decides, fuck, I don't know what the hell's going on, but now I'm not a military person anymore. They're not going to let me be a soldier. What the fuck is my life? What have I been wasting my entire life for? Yeah. Because all this dude's done is tell me how I'm a piece of shit and I don't understand the sacrifice for the cause of Mars. Yeah, he was definitely uh, doing the, uh, you know, these dang kids and their hippity hoppity music don't understand sacrifice. Which, but it was, but in his case, it was more like these dang kids and not wanting to be murdered for the cause. Yeah. Like, it's one thing to sign up to go to war. Yeah. It's a, it's another thing to sign up for, as she so politely puts it, a fucking sales demo. Yeah, a sales demo, which was exactly what it was. We were a sales demo. And and it is. That's exactly what it was. They were there. They let whatever that fucking thing was murder six fucking uh, UN troops and four or four Martians. Yeah. Almost five as a fucking demo saying, hey, this is what one of our super soldiers can do. How many you want? Yeah. the Like the video of it when she finally gets it out of them. It's like, and you can see right here. Oh, yeah. They killed all the UN troops and then covered 290 yards of ground. Yeah, it was. 
fucking disgusting. And this guy's just like, no, you you stay in your place. Yeah. And so she beats the fuck out of him, which, which I think is fun because they give you like, let's be honest, she's supposed to be like the super marine. Right. She's supposed to be the best of the best. And I'm glad that they let her beat the fuck out of this dude in his office. And then, you know, smart enough to politely go over to the, uh, you know, things. Uh, we need, he needs assistance in here, please. And then yeah. fucking choke that dude out and get the fuck out of the building. Yeah, that was a, uh, that one I had to like stop and rewind it and watch it again just to make sure I didn't miss anything out of that fight scene because she can throw some hands. <laughs> yeah, she threw some fucking hands. And then what next, what, what's, the, what's the thing you see? You see her running. Then she gets out of the building. Towards the gate. Yeah. Well, very specifically, like, and it's set up just like the uh, like North Korea, South Korea, where you got your fucking here's their line, here's our line, here's the interim space, and she's running like hell towards UN space, and they're all like, "This is UN territory." Blah, blah. She's like, "Ah, political asylum, political asylum." <laughs> right. And dude, I mean, she's just fucking like whatever she can, and and she's in a good position because you can hear them like talking that Mars refuses to let them shoot her. Yeah. So, man, where the fuck is that story gonna go? Yeah, because one Martian, he was like, uh, stop or we will fire. And the other one stops him and goes, no, that's not allowed. Somebody got something in the earpiece. Well, and, and what's funny is because this whole thing is predicated by the fact that they were supposed to leave. Right. She was supposed to be gone already. And obviously. Oh, yeah, that that we missed. The little dropship thing stopped and then went back up because of an alleged OPA plot. Yep. Yeah. yeah, this is now a no-fly zone, which is just Christian saying, nope, not going to let that happen. No, she's, she's going to stay. Yeah. And I think she knew at that moment that that was like what was going to happen. Yeah. So. Ultimately, like her little piece of this, while it's it's a huge deal for her. Like, I mean, that's the thing. It's it's not a lot of the story, but it, it it's a big deal. Like, we just took what was supposed to be the Martian super soldier, and now she's defected. Yeah, she is just completely gone against everything she knows. She's never going to be able to return home again. That, that was a lot to give up there. Well, maybe she won't be able to return home again. The next, I think, like the next odds and ends piece that we've got is we get a couple glimpses at uh, the ship from couple episodes ago that they have up on Venus. Yes. And so what's going on up there is they're, they keep, they've, they're firing their missiles and they're all getting fucking. Yeah. The little probes are getting ate up. Yeah. It's way more toxic than it should be down there on the planet. Like it's just eating all our stuff up. And so the, uh, you know, Mr. Mr. Visionary link. Yeah. Mr. Weirdo. (laughs) Yeah. He's like, well, how about this? How about we cannibalize one? We go double shielding and just try like hell to get this fucking one on there. Right. And the guy's like, well, that's against protocol. And he's like, well, can you tell Magellan it wasn't protocol? And which is the, where they get the title for the episode is actually, you know what happened when they ran out of map as uh, sailors? And, he, and he, he, what they say is like, here there be dragons. Yes. Because it's uh, uncharted territory and right. we just assume there's monsters out there. Yeah, don't go, don't go over that way. Or an ice wall or, uh, you know... The edge yeah. of the earth that you can sail over. Right. De- depends which way which way you're doing it. Yeah. And so, you know, despite it being a breach of protocol, like, they're kind of out of options. What the fuck are we going to do here? Like, we need something. Right. Was, you're only down to two, so. Yeah, so they end up doing it. They take, and lo and behold, it pays off dividends. Yeah, they actually land the probe. They land it, and then they get video. And it's not much video. Yeah. But what's on that video scares the shit out of everyone in that fucking building. Like, they, I wouldn't know anything. It, does it scare them? Does it? Are they, like, titillated? Like, what the fuck is all of it doing there? Because what do they see? Some shit coming out of that crater. Something's been, something's been building. Right. Something big. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, basically, you see the probe, and beyond the probe, you see what 
I would only describe as a fucking city. Yeah. Built out of proto molecule. So yeah, it kind of looks like uh, you know, if you're ever driving across country at night and then you look out in the distance and you see like a uh, refinery or something and it's all lit up. That's kind of how it looks. It doesn't really look like a city, but there's definitely some kind of structure out there. Yeah. It's something you don't understand. Yeah. That uh, is really big. So you've got that odds and ends story. The uh, there's three main stories I think going on in here though. See, we've got uh, we've got Alex. Yep. We've got the Rossi crew, and then we've got Christian. Does that that sound right? Yeah, that sounds about right. What do you think next? Want to want to talk uh, Christian? Yeah, Christian has their has her little uh, political thing going on now that she's got Bobby Draper to admit that yeah, the that was a sales demo. Well, even before that. So what we end up having is. Uh, we have her and uh, Aaron Wright meeting, and basically she's letting Aaron Wright know uh, it's been passed down to me that you're basically fucked. Yeah, you're you're you're, you're about to sit on the stand. Your best, like they're going after you because no one can get a hold of Mao. Yeah. So I would tell them every fucking thing you can and pray for mercy, because <laughs> you know. And then he kind of like, well, you know, can I get a can I get a word from you? And yeah. Then he immediately retracts it. He's like, yeah, that was a stupid thing to say. Yeah, I, that was uncalled for. <laughs> like, congratulations, dude. Your middle name just became Wheelchucks. Yeah. Because you're getting tossed under the bus. Well, I mean, it'd be, I'd say that other than the fact that, yeah, no, this is all his fucking doing. He allowed this yeah. to happen. Like, you, you you spearheaded this shit. Yeah. Because you wanted that weapon for yourself. Yeah. Mouse Day may come, but right now it's yours. <laughs> so Aaron Red's kind of real peripheral at this point. Like, what's going to happen to him, we don't really know. I still don't trust him. Like, has he got something he's trying to, like, is he trying to work an angle right now that we're all unaware of? Right. And I don't know. And being a sleazy politician type thing, you got to imagine he's trying to work some kind of out. Exactly. The other thing that happens with Christian is, so immediately when that interview, or that that meeting ends, who in the hell should call Christian other than Jules-Pierre Mao? Yeah. Who has extended an invite. Yeah. Please come. A one time only, you're going to meet me here. You're going to meet me under these conditions. And because I'm tired of having to find new people to work with, you're just going to find a way to make it so we can play ball. Right. And Kotiar, her, her little uh, bodyguard dude, is better. It's like you realize this is a trap, correct? Yeah. <laughs> He's like, why are you asking me if you're not going to listen to me? He's like, well, just <laughs> yeah. indulge me. And he goes through and explains all the reasons that it has to be a trap. There's nothing else it could possibly be. Right. And she goes, well, and he's like, and you're going to accept it. She's like, I did an hour ago. But <laughs> <laughs> but I think in her position, like, what else does she have? Like, she has to get something. Yeah. You know, so I'm sure she's going to try and find her way to work the thing. And, you know, a lot of it is you're going to come here with a small group of people and you're going to meet under non-UN territory. So all you're thinking is, yeah, Mao's going to hire a bunch of OPA to fucking assassinate her while she's not in OPA, in UN airspace, that kind of shit. Yeah, because why not? OPA would be a cheap hire. Exactly, and that's all it is. They, they already hate the UN, so. <sighs> so you've got that going. There's, I guess there's like just so many little tiny stories that are kind of pushing the narrative in this episode. Yeah. You got Alex. Yes. Up on the Rossi, and I, th- I think that they, they, I don't know if they start the episode with him, but a lot of the episode is. So when we ended the last episode... He was like, oh, shit, because they enacted a no-fly zone right. above Ganymede. And so now he's like, well, fuck. Yeah. I've got to find out these people, get these people off the planet without being seen. And how, do, how the fuck do you do yeah. that? Yeah, so he's uh, got to start putting his old noodle into overdrive, trying to figure out how to, how to get the, uh, the crew back. So what he ends up doing, and it was so cool to, to see, like, the idea. He's like, he's just, okay, let's see what we got here. 
zoom out, zoom out. Give me the whole goddamn system. I want to see what we're dealing with. Yeah, right. And so he hears, uh, he's listening to the, you know, the radios, and all of a sudden he hears about a black ops mission. Yeah. To put somebody basically right where he needs to be. Yeah. Just on the spot where the where the battle took place. Yes. Which also happens to be <laughs> where this weird medical clinic's going to be. Yeah. So he hatches a plan. He's like, okay, so I need to get there before whoever these people are. And I have to do it quiet. And so him and the ship, which by the way, at this point, he's like talking to the ship like it's a woman. Right. Which from, I think, this point on becomes like a normal thing. Yeah. Uh, there's a funny joke at the actually end of the episode. Because he, he, he mentions we. Yeah. Was, to, the, to the rest of the Rossi crew. What do you mean we? Yeah. <laughs> and then he has to think better. But he's like, I. Yeah. Basically, they devise a plan to using only thrusters, no drive. Yeah. Fucking slingshot themselves around planets. Which, by the way, the OPA were all betting on this in uh, last season, and uh, that doesn't really turn out very successful. Well, when they're doing it with that, it's because they're they're planning on, uh, they're slingshotting themselves around suns. Yeah. He's slingshotting himself around planets. It's a little different, I'm assuming. Right. <laughs> but the idea is, and, and it almost gets foiled because he's slingshotting himself around one planet, and then, oh, shit! There's another bar. He's like, he's like, oh, that's right. Uh, as much as I can hide behind planets, so can't other ships. Yes. <laughs> and so we should probably remember that. But, you know, he ends up making good on it. And when he meets up with the Rossi crew down there, like, oh, he's the, he meets him in an airlock. Yeah. And he's a guy in a suit like, oh, shit. What the fuck's that? <laughs> so the main story is, is the Rossi crew in this episode, right? Yeah, that's the definitely a story for this episode. So it's actually kind of split in two stories, but it's all part of the same story. And they're they're clearly doing it like it, it, they're chasing after Mai. Yeah, and Doctor Strickland. Yes, and the I think this uh, episode actually opens with like a flashback to before the battle started and Strickland trying to get May out to that old area of the uh, the station. Well, is is that when it happened, or is it happening now? Like just a little bit before. We don't really have a sense of time, right? But they're they're you're kind of doing like a chase sequence split in time in time, right? So like Strickland is you know maintaining his composure with May and kind of leading her the direction he wants her to go. Grabs a leaf with something on it before they uh, get into the old, old part of the station. Yeah, gives her her medicine, so you know he's trying to keep her alive. Right. And but like basically he's just a little ahead of everything that's going on with uh, the Rossi crew. Yeah. But it looks like you can't tell are like is he just is this an hour difference? Like is is it, are they just ahead? Are they minutes ahead? Are they weeks ahead? We don't know. So, you know, it's there's it's it's, it's pretty basic like they're kind of communicating between each other. The Rossi ends up, you know, running into a a dining hall full of people. Yeah, guards and scientists having a pizza party. <laughs> yeah, and and all of a sudden shit pops off. They all start, basically the scientist is trying to like de-escalate shit and nobody's having a de-escalation. Right. And then all of a sudden shit pops off and Amos gets shot. Uh, the Trying to defend the uh, Prax, I think his name is. Yeah, Prax. He, he was the one who started it actually. And then also <laughs> all, of the, all of the staff files out a door and they're kind of left in this room. So... All of a sudden, Prax sees uh, Mai's bag just sitting in a pile of shit. Right. Like, it was just a bat, a bunch of basically looks like all the kids had all of their personal stuff taken, and it's just sitting there on top. Yeah. And he's losing his shit kind of over it. They end up finding a, uh, there's an incinerator, and they look in there, and then they see one of the experiments, and it's a child that was, basically didn't survive whatever they did to it. Right. 
and Prax is having his moment. Just like, oh fuck, what do I, what do I do with this? And yeah, Holden ends up fucking pulling him out of the room and then fires up the incinerator because I'm here to destroy the fucking proto molecule as much as I can. Yeah, and if that's got proto molecule on it, it needs to go. Yeah, so he fucking lights that shit up and and you gotta admit the efficiency of that incinerator was complete. Oh yeah, like what's well, funny because it doesn't burn up. Like you just kind of you see it turn turn white hot and then poof, just disappear. Yeah, just vaporized. So uh, there was nothing left. So they're all kind of like, well, what the fuck do we do next? All of a sudden, you see a fucking grenade get launched in there. Yeah, that was I was like, oh, what the fuck? Where's the grenade coming from? To which Amos goes, fucking catches it like a ground ball, tosses it through a fucking yeah. the door back at whoever tossed it in, and then next yeah. thing you hear, oh fuck, yeah. an explosion. Then you hear start hearing roaring. Yeah, just and all hell breaking loose, fucking gunfire, like shit being smashed. Oh yeah, airlock being blown up, and and then eventually it all goes silent. Yeah, as it would. Oh my god. So then the the crew of the Rossi. Uh, gingerly <laughs> like fuck i don't know that i want to put up with whatever was on the side of that door yeah they go through basically everyone's dead in there there's a big uh thing it, well, not a cage but like a case in the middle of it looks like something broke out of it yeah amos comes over he goes well that wasn't blown in by the explosion something got yeah. out yeah. yeah and and basically what they piece together is whatever the fuck was in there ripped the airlock open and then the inner airlock sealed when it went out so the, we see the scientist is here. Uh, she's the only one that survived, and she's going to die, but she's like, with her last breath, she's trying to save me, save me. Yeah. And Owen's like, fuck you. I'm not saving shit. <laughs> what the fuck was going on here? You're going to tell me if you want any hope of living. Yeah. And like every fucking crazy, crazy scientist character, like she just gives you the most batshit answer. Right. She's smiling, and there's so many more. And just kind of lets on, like, okay, the hope that the Rossi crew had of, like, ending the proto-molecule. Yeah, she just let it out. It's like, yeah, we've got tons of this stuff. Yeah, like, there's there's no hope of ending it. The the It's everywhere, and we're just trying to, uh, we're going to run as many experiments as we can with all that we have right. all over the place. And then she succumbs to death. Now, this is where we say that kind of Alex meets up, and they're all about to do a thing. We have a moment between uh, Naomi and Holden because Naomi's like, well, I'm not going to go with you guys. I'm going to go and help, uh, as I put it in our (laughs) show notes the other day, uh, Trigglypuff, the triggered captain, get people off of the planet. Yeah. that's she. So she wants to go and help people because she thinks it's going to be more of a help to help save refugees than... Yeah, so her split off to get get the people off of Ganymede. She's like, oh, we were trying to catch the proto-molecule. Apparently that's not possible, so I'm going to help people. Right. And we, well, that's all popping off until Allie, you, you, you turn around and all of a sudden Alex says, hey guys, what the fuck is that? Yeah. And then you just see it. <laughs> a glowing man out in the fucking middle of space with no vac suit. Yep. So then uh, Holden, Prax, and Alex decide they're going to go hunt the monster on the surface. And that's the best part. Like, they, he's just, they, and that was where it ended. It was a... The, the last line's like, we're going to go hunting. Yeah. <laughs> hunting monsters. And you're like, fuck yeah. That's <laughs> what I watched this show for. So it's just so much happening, and like it's it was one of those really really good action packed episodes because every time you turn around, like it's just something. Yeah, something was going on. Yeah, got Bobby Draper throwing them hands. Exactly, you know, even, even like even proto molecule monsters running around. Well, and that's and that's what I love about it because now we're finally like on two fronts where we're gonna see we we've now established that there's no getting rid of this. Like the can of worms is open. Yeah. And you've got the two examples of it because now you've got humanity using it in our own image to do what we want it with. Right. And then you've got Venus where it's doing what it wants. 
Right. Which one of those things is actually a bigger threat? We don't know yet. So why don't you give us some specs? Uh, was there anything else that we missed on here? Do you remember? No, I think we pretty much covered everything. Okay. Yeah, I can't think of anything else that we missed. I mean, it was a lot of little things that happened in this episode. Like, it wasn't like we're trying to follow a bunch of or a couple storylines that are real detailed. It was just, yeah, like little dialogue exchanges here and there. But, you know, if you're watching the episode, then you'll pick up. Yeah, go watch the episodes. Don't listen, just listen to this. Oh. Yeah, that's kind of weird if you're just listening to this and not watching the show. Yeah, because our talking about it almost half the time is, is longer, longer than the shows themselves. Sometimes, yeah. <laughs> well, why don't you give us the specs and we'll get on out of here. Okay, season two, episode 11. Here, there be dragons, uh, directed by Rob Lieberman, uh, written by Georgia Lee, came out April 5th, 2017, and a ratings drop. So this one was a .504. That's crazy, especially when you consider that... <laughs> where, where, where am I at here? Yeah, you were telling me about the uh, IMDb. Yeah, it was really hilarious. So if you go to the IMDb for these episodes, this is 21, right? Yeah. Uh, I'm going to click it right now. Here there be dragons. It gets a more favorable rating on the IMDb, which is, yeah. Let's see here. It's it's popping up. Yeah, this episode has an 8.8 IMDb rating. <laughs> yeah, out of 10. Yeah. Which means people at the show love it. Yes, which you do not get by looking at the fucking Nielsen rating for the show. Looks like right. nobody gives a shit about it. It's like, oh, yeah, that thing's on. You know, I'll catch it later, maybe. Well, and apparently <laughs> everybody is catching it later and loving the fuck out of it. Right. So, yeah, it was, uh, it was pretty interesting when you look at the juxtaposition. And and it does, and the thing is, is like, this is a situation where I don't feel like it's a difference between the, uh, like with a lot of the movies and stuff, you have a difference between what the fans think and what the, or what the, the critics say. And I think across the board on this, like, everyone kind of loves the show. So it's just, you know, Sci-Fi Network has no fucking viewership anymore because TV's dead. That's because that's the only only reason at this point that the show is doing so poorly. That's the reason why a whole whole bunch of them are switching over to streaming. So right on, boss. Well, folks, thanks for hanging out with us again here on the old uh, Anarchy in Space as we watch The Expanse. Yep. We're almost done with season two. Yep. It's, uh, it's been a bit of a journey. I think we got two more seasons left, huh? Yeah, we got two episodes left, and then uh, then we'll be on to season three. Oh, man, season three is going to be sweet. <laughs> season three is a good, exciting one, too. Well, good. A lot of stuff happens. Will give us more to talk about. Season four, well, season four is a shorter season. Like, they go back to, like, the 10-episode thing. Yeah. And it is a really, really bleak episode. Like, <laughs> the season down, four. Depressing. Oh, it's good, but it's so fucking depressing. Nothing's going to work. <laughs> it, it's about, it's a lot about refugees. Like, honestly, yeah, it's uh, they're basically they go they're hired to help a to help a company push refugees off of a uh, what do you would call it push refugees off of a new colony. Oh, okay. And uh, it's got one of my favorite actors actually in it. He was the weird guy from Pacific Rim, and he he used to be on Torchwood back in the day. Oh yeah, like the little. Um Little skinny white dude. I the know, doctor. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. And he plays like the leader of a military, the leader of a company military uh, organization in this one in season four. But we're, we're not there yet, folks. We'll get there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Slowly but surely, we'll get there. <laughs> All right. Well, go out in, uh, to infinity and corn pops. Corn pops? He's a bad dude. <laughs> That's what I heard. Peace. <laughs> All right. See ya.